0: Welcome to The Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am so excited that you're here listening to the show today. My hope and my prayer is that you find the strength and the comfort in knowing whatever you may be facing in your life right now, that you are not alone. Here on The Amy Williams Show, I'm all about being transparent in my personal struggles, my successes, and I pray that each episode brings you the motivation to keep moving forward. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, welcome back. This is Dear White People Part 4, and I am your host, Amy Williams. Uh, This is the Amy Williams Show, which I'm sure you know that by now. All right, here we go. This is part four. If you're going, what, huh, part four, go find one, two, and three. This is one conversation that's been cut. It's a series. It's the first time we've done a series, and I'm super excited about this whole conversation. It is something that needs to be talked about. We need to gain more knowledge and understanding of our history, and just so that we can move forward, and that we can heal, and that we can follow what the Bible says, and knowing that um, you know, every tribe, every nation will be in heaven. So let's, let's dive into part four here with pastor Julian Newman. Um, if you guys have listened to one, two, and three, and you're about to go into four and you want to continue any part of this conversation in a safe place, I have created a private group on Facebook and you can find it, the Amy Williams show. If you can't find it, find the Amy Williams show page that's public. And, um, and message me and we can we can get you added in there but we're going to be talking about a lot of this stuff and it's it's going to be a safe place to talk about it so um if you're just curious about things if you're just you're not understanding something or maybe we said something that upset you or offended you I want you to reach out and and let's have this conversation as adults where we can get an understanding of one another and see how we can improve and do better for each other and for our children all right here it is episode four i hope you enjoy and uh share and shout out to pastor julian once again thank you so much i mean i know we can talk for a long time because there's so many things and maybe we can have you on for another one i would love that um because i don't think this is a conversation that's like oh i had it now i'm done yes. you know it's a it's a continual thing and there's always stuff that's happening whether it's you know people being divided politically or um spiritually and um i think one of the biggest concerns that i have right now is our church not our specific church but i would say that our national yeah. church wide is just so divided and it breaks my heart um so what i really want to get into before we're done is just more about the Bible and what Jesus says about being multi-ethnic, yeah. multiracial, and, and kind of going into that direction Absolutely. before we
1: close. Okay, so, um, you know, there's so many scriptures in the Bible that we can reference that, that illustrate this. Um, but a few that I would just focus on um, here for a uh, sake of time for the podcast um is our foundation scripture at tribe church um uh we, revelation chapter 7 verse 9 um, says every tribe tongue people and nation and in verse 10 it says um you know salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne and, and so um there is this huge um, community in heaven where everybody is represented and they are not there segregated they're there integrated in their family. They've gone beyond being in the community or being in the neighborhood, but now we are at the table together. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's a real beautiful thing. And I think it's important for us as we have this discussion that we don't forget that this is really about the beauty of God being illustrated through his people. Mm-hmm. Um, another scripture that is one of my favorites is Isaiah 56, 7. that says that my house will be a house of prayer for all nations. And so that means that my door is open for all. My door is open for all that name my name. And this whole thing about segregated churches or faith is about us. It's not about God. He already gave us a standard. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because we've been raised in the aberration or the anomaly or the, um, uh, the dysfunction, we become so com- comfortable with the dysfunction that it seems normal. But it's really abnormal when you look at it from a kingdom standpoint. And, and so, um, and the other one uh, is, um, is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, that says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And so, this is really about the joy of God. This is really about the beauty of God. This is really about us having our hearts, swept away in this beautiful thing in terms of us being able to love each other past and through the barriers and boundaries of color and culture that we have been taught. Mm-hmm. But God never intended for us. And so um it's important for us to understand that. And when we get God's vision, it gives us energy to press through some of the difficulty and the icky things. And so it's like this is not just about, let's just do the right thing, even though it's the right thing. It isn't just about not saying bad stuff. And man, God is so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. His, His, Jesus didn't give everything. So we just didn't say the N word. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, so we can just gather them for 90 minutes on a Sunday morning. But God has caught, he's broken the barrier um, of separation and sin so that we can have relationship with him, but we can also have right relationship with one another. It's really important. And so um, we have to build, build bridges to do that well. And there's, there's seven things, and I sh- shared it um, yesterday at Tribe Church, but I'll just really quickly go through. The first thing we have to do is we have to love. And love is I love anyway. I don't like them, but I love anyway. Um, That person gets on my nerves, but I love anyway, this person is caught in addiction, but I love anyway This person has a different political perspective than me, but I love anyway Mm. This person is different color than me or different zip code than me or speaks a different language than me. I love anyway Um, It's important for that and the the second thing we have to do is we have to listen We talked a little bit about that already, but it's important for us to create a space to learn listen um, to enter into the experience of other people the next thing we have to do is we have to lament. Lament means I enter into your suffering. That means that when you go through struggle, then I'm going to enter into that struggle. And I'm going to walk with you in your suffering. Um, in the book, uh, Old Testament book of Job, um, when everything went crazy in his life, the Bible says that his friends sat with him for four days. He's in ashes and he's in sackcloth and he's in struggle. His friends did not say anything for four days. They sat with him in his pain. And, and so... Um, It's important for us, whether it's, uh, you know, someone who lost their life or they, uh, you you know, police brutality or a border child, or somebody has gone through great pain and suffering. If I love you, I'm going to lament with you. I'm going to enter into your suffering. Mm -hmm. And if I believe that, that we are all image bearers of God, if I believe that, then, then then I have to dignify God's expression in you. And, and so we have been taught this, this, um, this evil lens, or this perspective that says, if you're this type of image of God, then you're better. Mm. But if you're that, then you're worse. And that doesn't come from God that comes from something else. And, and so we have to understand that, um, we have to change our perspective about the theology that we say that we believe in. Um, but we're going to enter into, and we're going to lament the next thing that we have to do is we have to learn. And, and so you talked about history and the things that you've learned. we talked about how we really don't know the stuff that we should know. It's like the movie that came out a couple of years ago, all hidden figures that tells the story about the African-American, uh, mathematicians that helped, um, uh, you know, NASA and I think the Apollo mission. Okay. Okay. And so Man, I, I live this stuff, man. I read, I study, and I had no idea that those ladies existed. And, and so um, it's important for us to understand that, like you said, this is a learning journey mm-hmm. and we're never going to necessarily get to the end of it. But if we keep traveling and so we have to learn, we, we have to break out of our ignorance and our lack of awareness and we have to expand our cultural bandwidth to understand each other better. Um, and the next thing we have to do ar- around um, after learning is we have to lean into uncomfortable places. Now you know it's January, and you know people are filling the gym up, and people are doing Zumba now, and they're doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so um, the reason why I take Zumba is because I'm willing to pay for discomfort so that I can get to another level. Now, if
0: are you being serious now? You do you really do Zumba?
1: I don't do Zumba. Okay. I do stuff, but I just saw a sign today at the gym I was at, and it said Zumba. So that's in my head right okay. there. But you know what? I would do Zumba, I and I have done Zumba. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, yo, get my Zumba on. Um, but in order for us to grow, we're not going to get it right the first time, right. and we have to be willing to look and feel stupid in order to get smart. Yeah. You know, you don't become you don't become a master um, on day one. You know, you have to press through the ugly to get to the amazing. And so we have to do that here. We have to lean into the uncomfortable. And the other things we have to do is we have to lead. Yep. That means we have to set the tone and we have to set um, a, a pathway, I believe, as um, not just the inner bearers of God, but those that name the name of Jesus. It's important for us to lead and provide um, proper leadership. And then the last thing we have to do is we have to link with others because we can't do it by ourselves. You know, I'm a huge, um, superhero guy. And, um, for new years, um, my daughters and I, um, we, as a family, we, um, we watched, uh, the, all the Avengers movies. Okay. So we watched. original Avengers you know I'm saying there you go (laughs) we watched Avengers uh, Age of Ultron we watched um, Infinity War and then Endgame and you know one of my daughters was like getting emotional and crying as if she hadn't seen the movie before but the whole um, the mastery of Avengers is the multiplicity of gifts Mm -hmm. in unity and cohesion and in that cohesion they're able to you know uh, beat you know thanos you know an infinity gauntlet or whatever so all those nerds out there you know what i'm talking about for everybody else i apologize <laughs> but we can't defeat this goliath by ourselves okay. i need you you need me we need each other mm-hmm. that's how we do it we do it as avengers as a choir and as a family and as a coalition as a team and as a community that's how we do we got to link up and do that thing so those seven things i believe are very essential to bridge building
0: absolutely i think if i were to add anything i would add it in that learning one like as a sub and that would be grace yeah so yeah so if you know something and you're trying to teach it to have grace to the the uneducated and and know that they're trying and mm. don't be so harsh and just keep trying I know then the Facebook rabbit holes that I got into, it was like, man, there are some people that are like, hey, it's 2020. If you don't get it, I'm not teaching you anymore. And it's like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. We have such a ways to go on on both ends of it and and just that, that grace. And, That's right. You know, oh, I'm a huge fan of grace. But um, the other thing I was going to ask you, and I'm so glad I remembered it. Um, if you were to give, if you were to look at somebody that is a white person and they are in an all-white neighborhood, and their kids go to an all-white school, and they're in an all-white church, and they would say, oh, I'm not racist, I'm not racist. But they have no experience, they have no way of saying, oh, I'm around anybody else other than everything. My, my bubble's white. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give to somebody that's like, okay, I, I, I'm in a white bubble, how can I fix it?
1: Well, first of all, we have to be intentional. You know, so, so similar if you were to have a conversation with a fish, if a fish could talk, he would say, how does it feel to live in water? The fish would respond and say, what's water? Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't know what water was because that's the environment. They don't know anything else other than that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just like I talked about the continuum of racism, like we call people racist and, and you know, there should be degrees What I would say, if a person is living in a bubble that they don't know what they are and the fact that they live in a bubble is the result of, um, the problem that we're talking about here, Mm -hmm. the fact part of the privilege is I have the opportunity to live in a world that is like me and I don't have to get outside of my bubble to, to do anything. If you are a non-white person in America, there's no way in the world you can exist within the bubble and succeed.
0: Mm.
1: That's just part of the privilege to be able to do that Mm -hmm. is 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 the option to be in the numerical majority is part of privilege to be in a room and say, and this happens often. I always do this. I look around and say, man, I'm the only non-white person in this restaurant. I'm the only white, non-white person that's eating breakfast here or in this coffee shop or whatever. The people that the other folks that are part of the numerical majority are not even thinking that they are because they're fish in the water that they're swimming in and exist within. So if you're a person that's in the bubble like that, I'm not necessarily saying that you're racist because you know, that that's yet to be determined, but I would say that you're probably unaware Mm -hmm. And one of the things about having privilege is you can defend your privilege and it sounds like it's, it's sensible. Mm -hmm. And so when my daughters say to me, well, dad, you know, this is my reality as a young African-American woman um, in the world today. Well, oh man, you're making that up or man, I've never seen that, but whatever. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from the bubble. I'm speaking from my privilege that diminishes the experience of other people that have Mm -hmm. a marginalized reality. And so instead of diminishing their experience from my position of privilege, I platform their experience and say, teach me, tell me, I want to learn and grow. So if you're living in the bubble for the listeners that are here that are checking this, the Amy Woman's podcast out, yeah, yeah, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, and you're living in a bubble, just know that there's things going on in the world that you don't recognize and you won't until you get outside of it.
0: You say things so much more understanding. Like, I don't even know how to put it into words, but I appreciate you uh, putting it into words.
1: Yeah. What well, I you. wanted to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think it's important. And, and here's the reality in terms of, you know, it's it's important for us to be able to have real relationships and have real conversation with people to have different experiences than we mm-hmm. do because when we speak from a position of i've never seen or been with or had a discussion with um we always get ourselves in weird our spaces it's like everybody talking about immigration right now but if you've ever sat down with somebody who has a uh, undoc- uh, undocumented person you ever talked about their scenario or how they came from wherever to try to um go to a certain place man I'm going to tell you what It'll change your lens, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, we have to, again, it goes back to the seven principles of bridge building. I have to listen
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so I can enter into your lament. When I enter into your lament, then I have the opportunity to learn something new.
0: Yeah. It makes complete sense. And I wish more, I hope a lot of people listen to this because I really wish that more people understood that especially the lament part, just let my heart break for what breaks yours, you know, and just understanding that we all bleed the same. That's right. We all are just trying to make it. It just, it breaks my heart and I feel like it's, it's very frustrating for me because I feel like there's been a lot of people more recently because we've talked about it with friends or family or whoever and I'm, I'm not being specific towards anybody, but just the conversation in general. And it's like, well, why? Why? I don't understand. Like, I don't see color and I don't, and like, I don't understand. Like, why do people get upset about a black mermaid for a Little Mermaid? Like, mm-hmm. they shouldn't care. I'm like, okay, okay but they do. Mm-hmm. There are people that do. There are people that are super mad that Little Mermaid is a black woman.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
0: and it just, and if you can't talk about it, you're never gonna get anywhere. It's just like I said before. Everyone's just shouting, mm-hmm.
1: just shouting. Well, the, the whole conversation. I don't see color is never true. No. Because if I didn't see color, you know the whole aspect of color blindness. And I know we're you know I'll just throw this other thing in. The whole conversation. <laughs> we can keep going. Of, we don't have to uh, The cut whole conversation of color blindness um, comes from um, it's a communication truth. Let me back up and say it this way. So when people say, I don't see color or I'm colorblind, the person who says that generally means that as a point of pride, like that's something good. Mm -hmm. With that person who says it, they mean that um, they mean that I want to be equitable and I want to honor everyone. Mm -hmm. So that's their intent in almost every case. The person on the other side of it, who is a person of color, don't hear it that way yeah. because their racial identity is very core to their being. And not just because they chose to make it important. Society says it's important and it's significant mm-hmm. and it's part of, you know, valuing and access. So when that person says you're I'm colorblind, they're saying I don't see you. Now, they don't intend that, but no. that's the message that's being um, heard and received. So the person who's, who who says, wait a minute, you know, you don't see me. Now we got an issue because mm-hmm. one person is saying, I, you are saying I'm invisible. The other person is saying, I'm trying to honor you. Right. And then you have this misunderstanding and then it's all crazy. Right. But, you know, the fact that, you know, Little Mermaid is going to be an mm-hmm. African-American young lady Um, and people were going crazy over that speaks to this Mm -hmm. whole notion of the standard in which everything is measured, Mm -hmm. you know, black, uh, black James Bond, you know, that was a conversation, you know, who's going to take over. um, after Daniel Craig, this 25th James Bond that's coming out, I think in like three months and I'm so excited about it. But, um, there was a discussion about Idris Elba, the actor, um, Mm -hmm. being James Bond and Idris Elba is an African-American man, extraordinary, um, artist, but he's actually from the UK, yeah. And so people are like, "Hey, man, he would be great, and he would be great, he would okay? Be. Oh my goodness, swag! He would be. He's just the man, right? Yeah. But people are like, we can't have he's a black James good Bond. Too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've heard that. And so, but we can't have a black James Bond because black James Bond isn't black. Well, James Bond is made up. You know right. what I mean? And so it's like
0: James Bond can be all these other white thank, guys. Thank Why you. does it matter what guy exactly. changes and do? It? It's
1: like, yo. So anyway, the whole standard in terms of whiteness being the rule and everything else being an exception. Mm-hmm. So
0: Is there anything you want to add?
1: No, I think we've I think we've done a good job tonight.
0: I think so too. I super appreciate your time.
1: Hey, thank you I'm so really much.
0: I'm glad you came on today.
1: Thank you for for allowing me to be I'm so excited to be on the Amy Williams show. This is a highlight for me.
0: It's a highlight for me too you're on my board thank you so much Um, we will put all of the uh, books that we mentioned verses and stuff like that so people can read it we'll put that in the description and your Facebook business page and all that we'll we'll hook it up so you get connected to Pastor Julian Newman and um, we can keep the conversation going
1: absolutely All right. thank you very much this is great
0: All right, there it is. La, la, la. All right, so seriously though, part one, part two, part three, part four, amazing. I am just so thankful, grateful that um, Pastor Julian, is one, my pastor, but two, that he came on the podcast to just lay it down and give us some great information. And how about those seven tips and those Bible verses? Perfection. Okay, so this is what I need you to do. I need you to share this on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, wherever you're at. Uh you can find me and almost everywhere and and tag me and let me know your thoughts. What did you think? And we can go. We can keep going with that conversation. And if you are looking for the group to continue the conversation, it's on Facebook. You'll find it, the Amy Williams Show. right. Have a great day. Stay blessed. Thank you so much for listening to The Amy Williams Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If that is a yes, please let me know. Find The Amy Williams Show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or all three of them. It's a great place to reach out and be a part of an uplifting community. It's full of support, motivation, and encouragement for whatever you might be going through. You'll meet new friends, get great content throughout the week, and not just on Wednesdays. The biggest compliment that you can give to The Amy Williams Show is by subscribing, either on iTunes if you're an iPhone user, or using the Stitcher app uh, if you're an Android user like me. And uh, the other thing you can do is leave a review with your biggest takeaway reviews help get guests on the show and sponsors as well so uh that's very much appreciated and also you can share the episodes uh on your social media because that helps as well all right thanks again go out and have a blessed day